In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, today Jesus foretells of his death to the disciples a third time, and they don't get it. They don't accept it. They don't agree with it. He clearly says that he will suffer and die, but the disciples understood none of it. The saying was hidden from them. They were blind to what the Lord said. They couldn't see that the suffering of Christ was good, that it was beneficial and merciful. On the other hand, there is a blind man, and Mark tells us this blind man's name, his name is Bartimaeus, who hears that Jesus of Nazareth is passing by and he says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus asked the blind man, what do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus says, Lord, let me recover my sight. And Jesus healed him saying, recover your sight. Your faith has made you well. A better translation is this. Recover your sight. Your faith has saved you. In other words, your faith hasn't just made you well from blindness. The faith you have is the one that saves you from sin and death and hell forever. That is what Jesus said to this blind man. Now, if we could summarize the entire account of what actually happened, it would be this. This blind man saw in Jesus what the disciples did not see. You see this juxtaposition between the two. Those who see are blind, and those who are blind see. This blind man saw himself as he truly was a beggar in need of the mercy of God. And this blind man also saw Jesus as he truly was, God himself, the son of David, who came to this earth to have mercy on sinners. And how does he know this? It's because he heard the word of God and he believed it. He relied upon it. And that's the topic for today is faith. Faith is the distinguishing factor between the Christian and the heathen. You know this distinction very well. Christians believe, the unbelievers don't, right? It's the most basic and fundamental understanding of the Christian faith. However, there is another distinction that most people don't know about, a distinction that doesn't get talked about very often, and that's the distinction between saving faith and a faith that doesn't save. Pay very, very close attention. The scriptures speak of faith, but not all faith is the same. I'm not talking about people who believe in different gods. I'm not talking about the difference between a strong faith and a weak faith, as if strong faith saves and weak faith doesn't. I'm talking about faith actual belief that saves and faith or belief that doesn't. And the scriptures teach this clearly. This is why we need to be very careful with the way we speak about faith because not all faith is the same. True faith entails three things. It entails knowledge, assent, and trust. Okay, I'll explain what each one of those means one by one. Regarding knowledge, all faith needs knowledge. Of something. In fact, you can't believe in anything unless you know what to believe in, 
Right? You can't believe in something unless you know that there's something to believe in. Paul says it very clearly in Romans chapter 10. He says, how are they to believe in him whom they have not heard? So if they don't know of Jesus, they can't believe in him. It's very simple. Now, even though knowledge is basic and fundamental for any belief, knowledge of Jesus alone is not a faith that saves. Simply knowing the facts about Jesus, when he was born, what he did while he was living, when he died, and so on and so forth, is not saving faith. The Pharisees, the scribes, and the Jews knew who Jesus was. They couldn't deny the historical reality of his existence. They saw him, they spoke to him, they heard him speak, but they refused to believe in him. Many people know, in fact, everyone knows who Jesus is. The things he did and what he did in his life. The story of Jesus to some degree. But very few will be saved. That's because simply knowing about Jesus won't save you. True faith is not just a knowledge of Jesus. But true faith also assents to this knowledge. Right? So what does that mean? It means that faith accepts it and agrees with the things that it's heard about Jesus. It considers them to be true. So to assent means not only to know that the Bible says Jesus is the son of David, but to truly and really and truly believe that he is the descendant, the son of David. It means that you not only know that the Bible says that Jesus is the very son of God, God of God, but that you truly believe that he is the son of God. <clears throat> Do you understand that distinction? One is knowing and then the other is believing that what you know is true. However, knowing this and believing this alone is still not saving faith. Simply knowing who Jesus is and believing the things said about Jesus to be true is not saving faith. Remember when Jesus was going through the region of uh, the, the, the Gadarenes in Matthew chapter 8, and he was met by two demon-possessed man, what, men. What did the demons cry out? They ran up to Jesus and they screamed at him. They said, what do you want with us, son of God? Have you come here to torment us before our time? These demons cried out and they knew that Jesus was the Son of God and they believed it to be true. They know that Jesus is not only the Son of God, but they also know and accept the fact that there will come a time that the, when Jesus, the Lord himself, will torment them. They're believing this. And here's another text. James chapter 2 says, You believe that God is one. You do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. <laughs> Do you get this? The word there in Greek is the same word for faith. Even the demons have faith in God. They believe in God. They believe that God is one. They can't see it to be true with their own eyes. They have to believe it. And yet, while they're believing it, they shudder. They're in constant fear of him because they know that he will keep his word as he always has. So even the demons, yes, even the devil himself, knows and accepts and believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This knowledge and acceptance of that doesn't save them. This is a faith that does not save. I'll get to saving faith in a moment, but first, 
I want to pause here and make a couple of points about how so many Christians oftentimes confuse this type of faith that I've been talking about, a faith that even the demons have with a true and saving faith. One way that faith is not true faith is by simply having an implicit faith in whatever the church or the pastor believes, right? What I mean by that is this, simply saying, look, I'm a Christian, and so I believe whatever Christians believe, without actually knowing what Christians believe is a faith that doesn't save. So to say, look, I'm Lutheran, and I believe what Lutherans believe. It's in my blood. I was raised that way. This is my heritage. We've come from Germany. Look, I'm, I'm a Lutheran. While not knowing what Lutherans actually believe is a worthless statement. It's like saying, look, I believe whatever the pastor preaches because our pastor is right. Right? And say, okay, so what does the pastor preach? I don't know what he said. I just believe it. Right? It's, it's absolutely foolish. You can't believe in something that you don't know. That's not faith, right? Uh, and yet, we find many Christians who think and believe in this way. They think that their outward affiliation with the church or just being in the right place at the right time is, is salvific. The second point is this, and I think this is more widespread. When we see people leave the church... Uh, perhaps our own, our, our own loved ones or our children or relatives, when we see them cut themselves off from the preaching of God's word and from the forgiveness that he gives, we oftentimes try to comfort ourselves by saying, <clears throat> I know it would be good if he was in church and everything, but he still has faith in his heart. He still knows that Jesus died on the cross. He still knows that God is real. Or when someone continues in sin and refuses to repent and is living a life that is clearly and obviously a life of unbelief and impenitence, that person may say, well, so what? I still believe, or I still know what the Bible says. I still believe in Jesus, of whatever that means, and that's all that matters. People, say, people use this phrase, I still have faith and they use that line as a way to make it seem as if they're still okay and safe, even if they live a life completely contrary to God's word, a life that clearly shows that there is no true saving faith in their hearts. This is confusing a historical knowledge of Jesus and even believing the truth about Jesus, that he is God, that there is a God, with actually believing in Jesus or having faith in him. All right, so what is the difference what is the difference between this false faith or this faith that doesn't save and a true faith? How is true faith different from everything else that I've said? Well, true and saving faith is a faith that not only knows about Jesus and believes the things said about him to be true. True and saving faith is a faith that also trusts in Jesus and relies on him alone. True and saving faith knows who Jesus is and what he has done for you. It knows that he was handed over to evil people to be mocked, to be treated with contempt, to be crucified. It knows that he rose from the dead. Faith knows it. It assents to it. It agrees with it. It accepts it. It agrees with Jesus taking our sin and suffering for it and it trusts in that forgiveness. 
It depends upon it. The disciples knew that Jesus would be handed over and be crucified, but they didn't agree with it. They rejected such a notion that the Messiah would suffer and die and resurrect at that moment. And because they didn't agree with it in that moment, they didn't trust in or have true faith in Jesus there in that moment. But the blind man did. Bartimaeus probably, well, for certain, he, he knew less about Jesus than the disciples did. The disciples knew what Jesus looked like. They knew how he spoke, how he acted, how he walked around, all the things he said. They witnessed and and looked at his miracles with their own eyes. And they saw everything he did in his life up until in, in the ministry up until now. And as well as they, those disciples knew Jesus, the blind man knew Jesus even better. And that's because this blind man had a true and saving faith in the Lord. That blind man didn't see these miracles or even know what Jesus looked like. But the little that he heard and he knew about Jesus, he trusted in and he relied upon it. Just like you who have not seen these miracles of Jesus, but you believe them and you rely upon them. This blind man knew more about Jesus with his ears than the disciples knew with their eyes. He knew that Jesus was the promised one, the son of David, the one who came to suffer and die to have mercy upon sinners. And that is faith that saves, faith that clings to Jesus and apprehends what he has done. This is faith. Faith is simply the instrument that receives the mercy of Christ. Faith is confidence in Christ, the reliance of your heart upon Jesus, not only that he existed, that everything he's done is true, but that everything he has done is for you. This man believes that Jesus is not only merciful, but he cries out knowing that Jesus will listen to him, that he has the power to do something about it, and that he will do something about it. That's what faith trusts in. Faith doesn't simply believe uh, that Jesus died or that he simply died for this person or that person or a particular person or a particular group of people. Faith trusts that Jesus died for you. Faith believes this, that if you were the only one in this world who needed mercy, who needed forgiveness, who needed salvation, you were the only sinner on the face of this planet that God would have still left his throne in heaven and that he would still go to the cross and die for you. Put your faith in Christ. Rest your entire will, your conscience, your soul on the truth that Christ died on the cross, that he forgave every ounce of sin in you, that he has redeemed you, a lost and condemned creature with the blood in his veins. Put your confidence in the truth that the very wounds of Christ, the very wounds of Jesus that he endured on the cross, those are the things that will get you into heaven. 
Turn your heart, your will, your mind away from contemplating your sin and the wrath and anger of God. And in its place, you look to the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, who took away the sentence of damnation upon our heads, who takes away the curse of sin from you, who has taken away all of these things away by his bloody sweat and tears. And then in that moment, you receive the salvation that the Lord has won for you that he has longed to give you, that he has yearned to comfort you with and alleviate your conscience with. I can't stress how important this is. It's not enough to simply believe that Jesus died and rose again. Rather, believe that Jesus died and rose again for you. The entire gospel is summarized in those two words, for you. So keep those words in your mind when you fall back into sin, when you're haunted by your past, when you're falling away from faith in Christ. Keep this in mind when you're tempted to not repent of your sin. Remember that those who don't repent are those who don't believe. The impenitent don't have a true and saving faith. Why? Because they don't believe that God is merciful. They know about God. And they believe that he's powerful and will be our judge, but they don't believe that he is for them, that he is merciful, and so they don't cry out for it. So when you're tempted to be impenitent or when you're tempted to ignore or hide or defend your sins, if there is something you're not repenting of right now, repent. Remember that God is merciful. Look to the mercy of Jesus and gladly repent knowing Uh, knowing that he wants to have mercy on you. Look, say this to yourself. Look, say, I am not afraid to repent. I have no need of fear to say the the ugly truth about myself, no matter how much it may hurt me. I'm not afraid to admit my sin. I'm not afraid to admit the wrong I've done. I'm not afraid to confess it or call myself a beggar. It's not because sin isn't really sin or because sin is nothing to worry about, but I'm not afraid to repent because I know that God is merciful and I know that no matter how many sins haunt me, chase me and weigh me down, the Lord forgives them all in Christ. So for this reason, I'm all the more willing to confess and admit my sin. I'm all the more willing to come clean and admit the truth about myself, my lowly condition, my sinful being, because I fully trust and am completely confident that my salvation doesn't depend upon the condition of my heart, but solely upon the heart of Christ who forgives me, who loves me, who has had mercy upon me more than I would even dare to claim. Dear saints, learn from this blind man how to see Christ. Learn to look to Christ. He is the object of your faith. You apprehend him through faith. Put your trust in the mercy of God. Receive all his benefits through faith. Repent with joy because God has forgiven you in Christ 
and he is happy to do so. He wants you to rely upon him. He wants you to trust that he will not let you down or let you fall. He wants you to trust that he has not forgotten his promise to you and that he will never forget it for you. He wants you to trust this. Learn to have learn that faith is not a quality or something that God sees in you. It's not a good work or a virtue. Remember that even your faith is a gift from God that he gives you through his word. So trust in him. Don't put your faith in your works. Don't put your faith in your motivations or your intentions. And don't even put your faith in your faith. Put your faith in Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of your faith. God is merciful and he forgives you. Believe it. Be certain of it. Rely upon it. Trust in it with your entire heart, with every fiber of your being. Let the wounds of Christ persuade you and convince you that he loves you more than you can ever believe or imagine. Look at those wounds and know and agree with and believe and rely upon it. Be confident that God is merciful to you in Christ and know that this faith that you have in Jesus saves you. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.